There's a lot of division going on in the country right now, but there is some good that we can celebrate. The Olympics are over, and we stuck it to the man. I mean, that is what I'm talking about. So, we over—I mean, we won the Olympics overall. Um, in the beginning, uh, we we were leading in the total medal count, but China was beating us in the gold medal count. And so it, it would have felt good if we had more medals in them overall. But, you know, ultimately you want gold. And so, folks, we win. We won the, <laughs> we won the Olympics. This is, this is just really tremendous. Um, United States wins most uh, total medals at Tokyo Olympics. Beats out China for most gold medals. You can put it on the board. America wins again. Entering the final day of the Tokyo Olympics, the USA was well ahead in total medals won by a country. They would finish with 113 medals total, with China a distant total at 80, distant second at 88. It was the second most at an Olympics since 1984 for the American squad. This is really great. This is really great. During a time of division, during a time of inflation, during a time of uh, strife and political tension, us as a nation, we were able to come together and appreciate the fact that we won. This is something that we can be proud of. Our Olympians are home, and we beat in terms of in terms of the total in terms of the uh, the total count. Uh, it was one thirteen to eighty eight, which is uh, a twenty five medal lead. Which is pretty great. That's pretty awesome. So, the United States had 39 golds, uh, 41 silvers, and 33 bronze. China had 38 golds, 32 silvers, and 18 bronze. So we, so, we had the most golds, we had the most silvers, and we had the most bronze. So, I'm telling you, that's really something that we can be proud of. That really is something that we can be proud of. Um... And while total medals won is a nice achievement, the grand prize of any Olympiad is the gold medal count. Silver and bronze medals are incredible achievements, but being the best in the world means being at the top of the leaderboard uh, in the most important categories. Uh, the U.S. entered the day behind China in the gold medal race, with China up 38-36. It set up a photo finish. When it mattered the most, the U.S. squad turned on the burners, leaving China in the dust. The women's basketball team won its 7th consecutive gold medal by beating Japan 90-75. And Jennifer Valenti won gold in the women's omnium in the velodrome. Don't ask me what that is. With three events to go for the states and just one for China, the competition for the most dominant country at the Olympics was deadlocked. Uh, the U.S. women's volleyball team, winners of three silvers and two bronze medals in their Olympic history, captured their first ever gold medal by defeating Brazil. Um, it's, it's really just, this is really something to be proud of. This is something, some people say, well, you know, I don't care about the Olympics. Um, and I know that there are a lot of, uh, conservatives who I want to call out where it's like, you know, they say, well, I don't really care about the Olympics. 
I do. I do because here's one thing what the Olympics does do is I I do appreciate when countries can come together, countries are able to put their differences aside and just compete to be the best. You know, there's there's the sportsmanship aspect, there's the winning aspect, there's that camaraderie, there's that there's that built-in relationships. It's, you know, even though we speak different languages, we understand the language of competition. We understand the language of sport. And it is, sports is something that brings us together. And that is something that I appreciate. But I also appreciate that we beat the world, that we're on top. Um, America has been getting laughed at in, in, in recent years. Um, and this right here, it's like, it, it still shows, you know what? Well, we beat you. We won. We are the winners, and you are the losers in this uh, Olympic Games. I think what we have to do as a country is we have to... Here's what I'm saying. As a nation, we do have problems. We do have issues. We do have uh, shortcomings. We do have flaws. But we are still the greatest nation to ever exist. Name name a better nation. Name a more desirable nation. I'll wait. One doesn't exist. America is superior. And that is great to say. Um, being in this nation is something to be very proud of. Um, again, being a history buff, I have... I already had an appreciation for being, being an American as I... Uh, as I went through years of school and stuff like that, but going into history on my own and actually looking up and, and digging into things, it's like, wow, America is really tremendous. You understand what makes America so special? The prosperity, the, 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 the rights that its citizens have, um, you know, the, 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 the pride, the, the opportunity the the cohesiveness how your how your color doesn't matter that's really an amazing thing about america and i think the olympics is a, a, it's a time where we can gather on and just be like you know what we can put our political differences aside and and want the best and hope for the best and and root for our country now, with that said, you may be saying, well, Solomon, you, you, you called out athletes who, who aren't proud of being American. And I, I, still hold, I still hold on to that premise. I still, I still believe that to be the case. If you are not proud of the country, you shouldn't go to the Olympics. If you are not proud of your country, regardless of if you're an American, if you are not proud of your country, don't go to a, into a competition where it is your job to represent your country. The whole idea of the Olympics is to say, okay, well, which country is the best in athletics? The the country winning the country winning the 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 gold medal, the country who gets the medal, they are the ones who who is celebrated primarily, and then it's the athlete specifically who's second. It's like, oh, America takes the gold, uh, you know, Great Britain takes silver, and and whatever. But the point is, it's the country first, the individual second. Okay, we beat the Chinese. 
We beat them by 25 medals. We beat them. We beat, in terms of gold, we beat them by one. One. 39 to 38. That is really tremendous. That's something that we can really be proud of. But I, I still hold on to that, to that conviction that regardless of what country you are from, if you are not proud of your country, do not go and represent your country. You know, if I'm playing for the if I'm playing, you know, for the Los Angeles Lakers, and I hate everything that I I hate the Lakers and I, I I don't like what they stand for, but I'm like, you know what, I want to be on the court. And then Gwen Berry comes out and says, you know, well I, you know I my I hope that I that I hope that I meddle so that way I can I, that way I can protest that way I can have my voice be heard. It's like me going up to the courts like, man, I I hope I can be in in, in that. That I hope I can be in the introductions for the starting five, so that way I can, I can take my jersey and I can, and I can, and I can rip it and and, and light it on fire, and then, you know, I defecate on the logo. That really be that would really stick it to the Lakers. But I'm I I I I, I want to be on the team though. It makes no sense. So this is a great victory for the country. This is something that we can look at and we can be like, man, we won. Um, so this is really, um, this was really something, this was a very different Olympics, um, COVID and masking, um, the ratings were down, uh, Fox News reported some of the Olympics disappointing numbers, uh, NBC's primetime coverage for the top of the Tokyo Olympics on July 26th averaged 14.7 million viewers for a 49% drop compared to the equivalent night from the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Games, 53% less than the 2012 London Olympics. The opening ceremony saw their lowest viewership since 1988. Um, now, let me say this. I think one of the reasons that we're seeing drops in viewership of things like this, you know, in 2012 and 2016... There's more streaming. There's more streaming now. There's more, uh, there's more things that you can watch. Um, so I, I believe those do play a factor. I don't want to just say that it's the protest. I do believe the protests play a significant impact and people really are just like, come on, how about you just play the game and not actually protest? Can, can you not lecture me? I believe that plays a good factor, but, um, you know, I know that there are some people who are tired of TV. Um, I know people who I, I've talked to some people I know personally and people who I've just met in you know as time has passed it's like man i'm just i i I know a guy he said i haven't i haven't watched tv in like three months he told me that he said he said i have not watched tv in three months he said i watched so much tv during during the lockdowns he said i i he said i just got sick of he said i got sick of the television he disconnected his he does he disconnected his box he he cut off all his TV subscriptions, the the Netflix, the Hulu's, the Peacocks, you know, all all those things. He said I got rid of them. And I said, I said, wow, that I mean that's pretty incredible. And so I said, well, what are you doing now? He's like, well, I started going to the gym. I started, you know, going for runs. I started, you know, I bought a bike for myself, and I, want you know, wanted to discipline myself because I I gained some COVID weight, and so I just and so I replaced TV with. Uh, a healthier lifestyle. And he said, like, I'm reading more. You know, I'm, you know, I'm talking to family that I haven't spoken to in a few years. 
and he just seemed, you know, he seemed pretty, you know, happy, and his his eyes kind of lit up. Um, but anyway, that's that's one anecdote. But this is re- this this is really good. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say. In a time of great political divisiveness, um, the nation came together, and we won the Olympics. And we stuck our finger to the wall and said, "We sit on the throne of the Olympic Games." Okay, the Daily Wire. As worker shortages continue, Walmart gives out bonuses to stop employees from quitting. You know, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable to me that we businesses are doing things that they've never done before. I mean, in the past two years, in in in, well, no, just from 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 March. Of 2020 to now, businesses have done things that they never thought that they would do. Half their workplace, you know, half their workforce, you know, it's like okay, well, work from home and 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 distance and, and Zoom and 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 go to meeting and and uh, social distancing and all these things, and then you have this whole worker shortage thing. Companies, you would think that people would be excited to get to work. You know, but then once Biden's plan came in and said, well, you know what? And states came in and said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you to stay home. Well, that's not a good idea. So that's the issue that we have, folks. That is the problem that we have. Companies are now saying, look, we're hiring. Come work for us. We, we will pay you. We will pay you. To just cut, forget even if you get the job, which you very likely will, but we will pay you just to interview. We will pay you. To, McDonald's came out and said, we'll give you a $50, a $50 bonus if you just come, if you just come to the interview. We're paying you $50 to get the interview. That'll cover lunch for a week. But employees are like, nope, they're quitting. People are quitting. Walmart is giving warehouse employees bonuses and pay raises to discourage exits and vacations. The move from America's largest private employer comes as the labor market continues experiencing distortions following COVID-19 and the lockdown-induced recession. The majority of Walmart's 190 U.S. warehouses are offering the weekly bonus or pay raises. The bonuses and raises vary by location and job type according to a person familiar with the situation. Some workers have been offered $1,000 over four weeks for not skipping any scheduled shift shifts during the second half of the summer. Last week, some workers were also offered temporary pay raises of several dollars an hour through January 2022, said this person. A Walmart spokesperson told the Wall Street Journal that the company will, quote, continue to see high volume as we are preparing for peak season. Here's my question. Folks, this is August. We are not far from the holiday season. September, October, Halloween, then November with Thanksgiving, and then Christmas in December. We are right there. Are these work shortages still going to be a problem? Because like, let me tell you, it's going to affect you know, gift giving, online ordering, going into the malls and shopping. It's going to greatly affect us. People just don't want to work. Again, Elections have consequences. 
when you pay people, you know, when 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 a president comes in and says, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pay people to stay home. We're gonna give we're gonna give people money to stay home. When there's there's plenty. See, here's the thing. It'd be one thing if there was no work available, but it's an entirely different thing where 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 companies are begging. They're on their hands and knees begging people to just be like, can you please just at least interview? Can you at least come in, please? Businesses are pleading for employees. They are trying to hand out money, just saying, here, take it. All you got to do is just work. And people aren't taking it. Elections have consequences, folks. I saw this thing on Instagram. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. But this person worked at an IHOP. And they, they were showing the kitchen. And they're like, no one's in there. Really, really sad. As the Daily Wire previously reported, many economists and lawmakers worried that the federal government's enhanced unemployment insurance extended through September in many states by President Biden's $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan are encouraging Americans to remain at home rather than return to the workforce. Ah, oh, dear God. Roughly one in eight respondents to a recent uh, morning console poll of recently unemployed Americans stated that they have refused job offers because they receive enough money from unemployment insurance without having to work. Because 14.1 million adults were collecting benefits at the time of the survey, Morning Console concluded that 1.8 million Americans were turning down jobs in order to continue collecting the handouts. And you might be saying, well, I mean, you know, it's only 1 in 8. That's a, that's a significant portion. That is a significant portion. That's 1... Let's, let's do some percentages right here. Okay, 1 divided by 8 is... 12.5%. So 12.5%. So out of 14.1 million adults who were collecting benefits at the time of the survey, 12.5% of them, 1.8 million Americans were saying, you know what? I have I have a job offer. Oh, they just reached out to me. They just emailed me and said, come on in and you know, well, you know, you can you can start work on Monday. Uh no, I just I I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. I'm I'm just going to, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just stay home. I mean, I'm, I'm receiving enough money from unemployment insurance without having to work. Let me say this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to compare anything to slavery here, but listen, listen to what I'm saying. The root of slavery has pretty much three points. There's three foundations to the whole root of slavery. And none of them have to do with race, or ethnicity, or origin. Pretty much three. Point one, there is work that has to be done. There's work that has to be done. Two, the people who need to do the work don't actually want to do the work themselves. Three, they, these people who need the work done want to get the work done, but they don't want to pay anyone to do the work. So what's easiest for them? Well, let's try, let's find people that we can overpower. Let's find, let's get our men, 
and take on their men over there across the across the river across across the creek across across the canyon we'll go over there and we'll overpower their men we'll put them in chains and then we'll take their women we'll take their children and then we'll have them come work for us and that way our work gets done but we don't have to do it if you give people the choice between not working and receiving money and working and receiving money they may there may be more money when it comes to them actually working but they're like you know what I would rather take less money and sit and do nothing and just sit on my couch and eat chips all day, drink soda all day, eat hot dogs all day, wank off all day, rather than make more money and actually have to work. Most people would prefer that. You're making it easy for them. People, here's the thing about human behavior. People prefer ease. Those of you who are trying to start a business somewhere or want to, or want to solve a problem, figure out, okay, how can I make how can I make the lives of humans easier? Look at look at the wheel, the car, planes. Think of great inventions. It's like, well, what well, what do most of them have in common? They make life easier. You know, telegrams, you know, the you know, the phone, it's like Hey, there's someone in New York that I want to call. But I'm over in Florida. Well, how can I talk to them? I mean, do I send them a telegram? No, you can just pick up this device and you push you push 10 numbers and then you put the phone to your ear and then you can talk to that person in New York. No way. No, really? Yeah, that's how you do it. It's ease. People want ease. So it's no surprise that this happens. People are just coming out and saying, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. Listen to this. Uh, uh, Rep. Kevin Brady from Texas, the ranking member of the House Ways and Means Committee, confirmed to the Daily Wire in a recent interview that uh, labor force participation has continued to lag under President Biden. The labor force participation rate, the key indicator, is just stuck at a very low rate, he said. It hasn't budged in six months under President Biden. Without those workers returning, we're going to continue to see those higher prices and these slower deliveries in a major way. We think it's bad now. Wait till the holiday season. I'm telling you. That 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 PS5 that you want to order for your son? Nope. It's gonna it's gonna take a while. Well, where's my package? I I I ordered it weeks ago. Hmm. L- lack of workers. People don't want to work. One eighth is it? it that that's that's twelve and a half percent. That's that's a size. It's not the majority, obviously, but that still is a sizable, you know, chunk. I mean, you know, that's, you know, if a pizza is, you know, eight slices, that's one pe- That's one slice gone. So it does hurt, and you do feel it. So what are we going to do now? Well, what 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 can we do? What states have to do is they have to say, "Look, we're we're done with it. We're we're done with unemployment. You're not going to get any more unemployment." Here's the way unemployment should be. Here's the way it should be treated. Here's the way it should be seen. Unemployment should really only happen 
And welfare should only really happen when it comes to difficulty. And it should be for very small periods of time. You should have a very limited amount of unemployment that's available to you. It should be for a short period of time where it's like, okay, you may not have the job that you want, but you will work. You're not going to mooch off taxpayers. That's not going to happen. I, we understand bad things happen. We understand that things take place. We understand that misfortunes happen. We understand that, you know, you may have an unexpected surgery that you have to do, which, by the way, I have a surgery coming up on a Monday to get my gallbladder removed. Um, but yeah, folks, that's what happens. When you do those things, it's like, well, well, we, well you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 it's perfectly, it is perfectly okay to just not work. It's complete and total shame. And it's really going to affect us. But that's how, that's how welfare should be seen. You should have a maximum of six months. You know, let me say this. The Great Society's programs, the Great Society programs by, under Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson, they thrashed the black community. Before, before, before all that, before that civil rights stuff, Blacks were rising into the middle class at a very good rate. Once the government came in and stepped in and said, you know what, you need us and we, we believe in welfare and we'll actually pay you so that you don't get married. We'll, we'll pay you so that way there's, if you prove that there's no man in the house who's doing what he's supposed to be doing and ladies, you don't marry the man, you, but you marry us, the government, we will give you money. And that thrashed the black community. Wedlock is out of control in the black community, and by the way, and even even in white communities, it's it's it, there. It's at tremendous levels. When you give people money, bad things happen. That's not how you beat poverty. The way you beat poverty is by making the right decisions, by doing the right things, avoiding the wrong things. You know, educating yourself. Becoming smart, doing the right things, staying out of trouble, investing, focusing on family, things like that. That's how you that's how you get prosperity. The left has this idea that, well, to beat poverty, we just take money and we put it in a sack and we tie it up and we just hand it to a person. And then the next person comes in line and we repeat the process over and over and over and over and over. And we do that for decades on end. Year after year after year after year after year. And that isn't the answer. There's so much data that proves this. This isn't the answer, man. But we just completely destroyed, you know, our economy. Walmart is... I mean, think about it. If I, if I told you... Let me ask you this. If I told you... Let's say I go to... Not even that... Let's go, let's go to 20, let's go to 2019. I said, we, we traveled back and I said, hey, what would you, what if I told you that in a couple years, McDonald's would be paying people to interview? You would look at me and be like, uh, what? 
you would probably you would probably say you would probably accuse me of giving fake news, and you would say, yeah, that that that's not a thing. That's a fake headline. No way. No chance. I doubt it. Nope, that's happening. What if I told you, hey, there's people who are just gonna walk out of walk out of you know their jobs. Like all the workers are, during a shift are just gonna leave, and it'll just be the uh, the customers inside, and they're, and they're not gonna know what to do. Oh, that's fake news. That's not. That'll never happen. That's crazy talk. Nope, that's real, and that is our country right now, folks. Elections have consequences. When we vote people in who say, you know what, let's just give money away, let's just incentivize, incentivize people to stay home, you don't need 100% of people to reject job offers. You just, we see that it's one-eighth. One-eighth according to this poll. 12.5% of these people are saying, nah, I'm having job offers, but you know what, I just, I'm not going to take them. Because I don't want to. I'm getting enough money as it is. You shouldn't be able to live off of welfare. You really should not. If you do, if you do have welfare, it needs to be okay. You are going to, you must work a job in order to have a chance. Because there, 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 and it's true. There really are people who stay, who there are families who stay on welfare for generations. Well, well, I'm, well, I'm on welfare. My mama was on welfare. Her, her mom was on welfare. And it, it, the, 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 the generational curse just keeps going. It's like, it, that's not what welfare is supposed to be. Welfare is supposed to help you in your time of need. Welfare is supposed to help you during a down time. You're not supposed to spend generations being down low and being down on the ground where it's like, oh, can't work. Won't work. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible, but what are you going to do?